Episode 326, March 29th, 2018. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G Talk Show with G Mama, Josh, and Tony. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Tony, I've been meaning to ask you since the big announcement last week just how are the Jeep Talk Show sticker sales doing? Well, Josh, very well. Uh, actually, surprisingly well. Uh, you know, back in the XG Talk days, we tried doing T-shirts and other things, and and sometimes it wasn't as a uh, stellar a sales type thing as this has been. I guess we waited uh, long enough. And, you know, I've sent out a pile of them, and most people are ordering them two at a time. Nice. Uh, hey, Tammy, I noticed that uh, you have uh, some. Uh, you've changed the stickers on your Jeep. I sure did, Tony. Now my Jeep is balanced. Um, I have the Jeep Talk Show <laughs> sticker on. Both sides, the driver and the passenger side, um, just like your wife did on her TJ. And hey, Josh, do you want to remind people how they can get their very own Jeep Talk Show sticker? No, but I will anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, guys, that's all right, Tammy. <laughs> the best way to do this, using a desktop computer, you got to go to jeeptalkshow.com, head over to our website. You're going to see a picture of both styles of the stickers. That's right. We have two different styles of stickers, and there's going to be a buy button down there. Couldn't make it any easier for you. Our mobile site's a little bit different, so to make it a little more friendly for your phone and stuff, you're going to want to go to our Facebook page, check out all the details on your cell phone or your tablet or whatever to find out how you can get stickers using that device. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. There is no better way to show your continuing support for the Jeep Talk Show than by shopping at Amazon.com using our link, of course. The next time you need to re-up your supply of bacon salt or maybe it's time to buy a locker for the Weekend Warrior, just go to JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon before you do anything else, and we'll get a small kickback from your purchase. It shows us you care. It helps us keep the lights on in the JTS studio headquarters, and you'll get a nice warm, fuzzy feeling knowing you're helping out. Remember, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And thanks in advance. Well, around 3, around 4.05 p.m. Saturday afternoon, the Sedona Fire District was dispatched to the 36400 State Route 89A near Page Springs Road in Arizona on reports of an accident and brush fire. According to news release from John Davis, the fire marshal for the Sedona Fire District, the accident involved a tour jeep from a day in the West Jeep Tours. The company offers various levels of Jeep-only off-road tours of the Sedona area, including several historical and challenging trails. On Saturday, this particular Jeep, which had been modified to carry more passengers, had been carrying six people plus the driver, and the Jeep had rolled over for an unknown reason, but came to rest in an upright position. A small brush fire and grass fire had been ignited, however, as a result of the accident, but was extinguished by the first responders. According to Davis, all occupants were out of the vehicle when emergency services personnel arrived. However, the driver had been removed from the vehicle by people at the accident scene and was subsequently transported by helicopter to Flagstaff with serious injuries. Two other occupants were transported by ground ambulance to a nearby medical center in Cottonwood, and four occupants refused treatment or transport. Fire Marshal Davis told reporters that, quote, This accident highlights the importance of wearing seatbelts while on or off-road. Your odds of surviving a rollover accident are greatly increased by wearing your seatbelt. Nearly three-quarters of people who are ejected from the vehicle in an accident suffer fatal injuries. 
Now, when worn properly, your seatbelt keeps you restrained inside the vehicle. Rollover accidents account for only 3% of all motor vehicle accidents in the U.S., but are responsible for over 30% of the fatalities. You know, uh, when I was in Moab, they had um, these, I think they were Hummers. But anyway, there were like 15 people sitting in these, I swear. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, these people are crazy to be doing. I can barely be in my Jeep, let alone... Uh, Having somebody crazy. else in control—that would be—that yeah. uh, would be a scary thing to do. It was like they had a, you know, risers in this vehicle, and people yeah. were—it was crazy. It kind of looked like these jeeps, actually. So yeah, yeah very could be modified by the same company. So right. So not jeep related, but I did see a news story where a two-year-old was ejected from a vehicle when it, it was hit from the the side. It wasn't a rollover, but the the side impact was so great that it spun the car around. And the child was ejected through the back window. Oh. The, I, th- oh. I don't think he actually went through the window, but he's okay. You can s- wow. literally see this in the video. He's launched like a good uh, 30, 40 feet out into the, the main four-lane uh, road Jeez. this happened on. Oh, it was horrific. Uh, and actually, I probably wouldn't even mention it if the child wasn't okay. I'm not going to say he was uninjured, but it didn't kill him. Wow. Yeah, thank God. Seat belts hey, and car hey, all seats. All the more reason. Yeah, yeah. All the more reason to <laughs> check those car seats and make sure you're buckled up. Yeah, he wasn't in a car seat uh, whenever he came out of there, so I suspect that he wasn't in a car seat when he was placed in the vehicle. So put oh, the meth man. down and buckle up your kid. Seriously, oh. <laughs> Well, this didn't take long at all. Breaking news, folks, coming out of the Easter Jeep Safari. Dana, Dana Incorporated has just introduced a new line of aftermarket Dana axles and Spicer drivetrain drivetrain components for the new Jeep Wrangler JL. The line of drivetrain upgrades includes ultimate Dana 60 front and rear axles, Spicer Performance nodular iron differential covers, chromoly axle shafts, bearing kits, expanded gear ratios. Oh, this thing is awesome, guys. Uh, Dana made the announcement this week at the Easter Jeep Safari taking place right now as we record this episode through April 1st in Moab, Utah. Now, Both the Wrangler Sport and the Sahara come with the all-new, completely redesigned Dana 30 axles in the front and Dana 35 Advantech axles in the rear. The Rubicon, however, comes equipped with the Dana 44 Advantech axles front and rear. Now, each of these axle designs have been completely improved and strengthened for the Wrangler JL. Total redesign, guys. Even though the new Jeep Wrangler JL features these extensively redesigned Dana axles as part of its standard equipment package, there are always those of us enthusiasts who want to push the envelope a little bit. Now, by the looks of it, these new upgrades uh, take the proven market-tested technology that Spicer and Dana are famous for and have built on that to deliver new gear that meets the rigorous demands of off-roading. Now, whether you are going to remote fishing spots or you're rock climbing in Moab, Dana's created the upgrades for your new Jeep that you need to enjoy the journey as much as the destination itself. Now, for the serious off-roader, the Dana aftermarket upgrades include heavy-duty chromoly axle shaft replacements for the stock units and a range of Avantech performance ring and pinion gears so your owners can select their optimum ratio to match their tire size. Now, for maximum performance, owners can upgrade the standard Dana axles with the Ultimate Dana 60 front and rear axles. The Ultimate Dana 60 axles are a bolt-in replacement upgrade for front and rear axles on the new Jeep Wrangler JL. They are available in 373, 410, 488, and even 538 gear ratios and come with an Eaton E-Locker. Oh, and did I mention massive 35 spline axle shafts? 
Yeah, serious beef and convenience for a direct bolt-in axle swap. If you want to check out all the drool-worthy specs on these new Dana aftermarket upgrades for the Wrangler JL, just head over to SpicerParts.com slash Jeep. We'll, of course, have that link in the show notes for this episode over at JeepTalkShow.com. Could you imagine having the cash to go and buy a, 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 a you know just fully equipped JL and then immediately throw some Dana 60s underneath it <laughs> and drive All around. brand new, yes. completely redesigned, okay. upgraded from the yeah. factory yeah. Dana 60s. The ultimate Dana 60s. These aren't just, oh, I'm going to pull these out of an old Ford truck and slap them in. No, these are direct bolt-on replacements, guys. I mean, Dana and Spicer really worked with the with really the Jeepers. I mean, the, the aftermarket, the, all of us who you know have been modifying Jeeps over the years, well, what are these guys doing? What are they doing to these Jeeps? What's the number one thing? It's all about axle upgrades. And Dana and Spicer took the cues, just like the Jeep engineers did with this new JL, and they really delivered. So we still don't know about the Dana 35, because Dana's well known for the Dana 35 as well, but not in a good way. <laughs> so I, I really want to know, and, and maybe we can get Dana, somebody from Dana on here to talk to us about it. Uh, it'd be a great interview. I'd, I'd love to find out that the Dana 35 has been uh, really beefed up. And, uh, it, it, you, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, loose tire you found, uh, uh, you picked a great time to leave me type situation where the oh, yeah. <laughs> where the axle walks out and, <laughs> and the tire goes away. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a big question for the JL, uh, the potential JL owners now is, is the Dana 35 a good axle? Because it's not well, in the priors. I think with the availability of these brand new ultimate Dana 60s that are out there that are a direct bolt in, I think we're going to start seeing some takeoffs. We're going to start seeing some of these new Advantech 44s and, and, and the Dana 30 and Dana 35s that are the next generation axles starting to be available uh, for resale as takeoffs. You know, yeah, so true. you might be able to upgrade your TJ or XJ or maybe even your JK with some next generation 44s. Wow, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, wouldn't that, though? Well, hey, guys, if you have a news tip or you have a response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. And hey, don't hit that pause button yet. Coming up in just a little bit, we have our interview with Leanne Lane from Jeep Mafia. So speaking of pause button, no, that's not a good segue at all. You don't want to pause this uh, unless you're looking stuff up on a map because Steve 4.3 LXJ is going to continue his series of uh, where to find trails. And, you know, if we got a Jeep, you got to find a trail for it. It's, I mean, it, they're fine on the street, but, you know, you need to have a Jeep and it's natural habitat off-road. So uh, follow along with the, uh, the maps that uh, uh, Steve has suggested in the prior uh, episodes of this. And uh, let's see what uh, we have in Finding Trails Part 4. Hi, this is Steve, 4.3 LXJ, and I'd like to continue our series on how to find places to wheel. And I hope that you have downloaded your map of the Wentworth Springs Quadrangle topographic map. It's free. A lot of information on this map, and I'm going to show you some things about it so that it might have some meaning to you. First of all, we found out that there was uh, a Jeep trail called the Chipmunk Ridge Jeep Trail way up in the upper left-hand corner, and it was only just a small piece of it. And we also found that there was a Hellhole Jeep Trail, but we only had just the end of it on our quadrangle that we have. 
If you go to the first page of your quadrangle and take a look down in the lower right-hand corner, it says adjoining 7.5-minute quads. And it'll show you that if you want to get the rest of these trails, you've got to download another map. And it shows you which one. It says that you need to have the Bunker Hill Quadrangle. And that'll have the rest of these trails. When you looked at the Rubicon Trail in frame number five of your National Geographic topographic map, you'll notice that you needed to download the Eastern Quadrangle to this or the Homewood Quadrangle. It's the one that goes clue over to Lake Tahoe. It's named after the town of Homewood on the West Shore. What this means is, is that you're going to develop a map collection. And so when you go to an area like this that is so rich in wheeling as the Tahoe National Forest is, you'll have a lot of maps because the wheeling in the Sierras covers so much area. And is, there's so many trails that you can go on, and not all of them can be found on electronic media, but you can find them on these maps. So, one of the things now that I need to have you do for next time is download the Bunker Hill, California map and the Homewood, California map. And we'll continue our instructions on how to use these maps. Until then, I hope to see you on the trail. You know, every time I hear about Nevada and off-road and wheeling and stuff, I can't help but think about Ben Cartwright and Haas and little joe out on the ponderosa i wonder if you can actually uh, uh wheel on the ponderosa i, I know it's a mythical place but i think they actually had a, a house and stuff uh uh you know the cabin and stuff built up uh you know years past whenever it was closer to when the show was on i think you're you've been watching too many reruns of bonanza <laughs> yeah. and uh, and i believe these maps are california right there on the border but you said nevada so i don't know yeah because they're i I downloaded the maps and have been following along. Have you? Is it like shopping, Tammy? Because uh, <laughs> then I could understand why you were downloading them. <laughs> no, I believe the part he's um, showing is right up there near um, Truckee, California. Um, what's the, the main rule? Never uh, correct me on the air. Oh, okay. You just, just, just edit it out then. No, no, it's fine. Uh, no, you said Nevada, so I was thinking Ponderosa. I still think it'd be cool to, to wheel on the Ponderosa. Well, uh, it's right outside of Lake Tahoe, so that's in Nevada. So Gotcha. All right. Well, nice save. <laughs> so coming up in Tech Talk, talking about manual transmissions and troubleshooting clutch issues. Oh, gee, that's... Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I, fortunately, I haven't had to deal with that on the, the TJ yet. But, you know, clutches, that's what happens with clutches. They, they wear out as time uh, progresses. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You most certainly are, you lucky listener. You and the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. Learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, Trail Chasers podcast, and our newest member, the On the Trail podcast. We'll see you there. Shut up and listen. Shut up. 
So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama. You know, as Jeep owners, there's at least one time that we have to tell someone, hey, it's a Jeep thing, you know, for one reason or another. And non Jeep owners just don't get it. Well, it goes just a little bit deeper for us Jeep Wrangler owners. Well, most of us anyway. It's that one thing that sets the Wranglers apart from all other Jeep, other Jeeps. And that's the topless mode and the and the doorless mode too. And it's only it's the only reason I bought my Jeep Wrangler. And that first summer was so amazing and it was absolutely the best thing for my soul. The wind in my hair and the sun to my face was so amazing. And then my Jeep life morphed into a whole other thing. But, you know, that's just a story for another time. This story is all about those topless Wranglers. Now, the one thing that drives me really crazy is people driving around on a beautiful spring or summer or even fall day. And you see the Wrangler with their top up. Like, what in the world are they thinking? Or how about those Wrangler owners who have never taken their hard top off? I I just don't get it. But that's another story for another time, too. Now, when you have a Jeep Wrangler, you just can't put your top down, hop in, and hit the road. You need to be prepared for those topless days. So guess what, folks? You thought I was done? Nope, I'm not. Tonight, I'm going to share with you my top five must-do topless tips. And it's perfect timing, too, because today was a super fantastic day for us folks here in Maryland It was in the 70s, and yep, I went topless. So here are my top five topless must-do tips, and they're not in any particular order. So the first one is when you're driving 60, 65 miles per hour down the interstate and you have long hair, I highly suggest you tie it back or put on a hat. There's a very high potential you could be rendered blind momentarily and crash. Second Leave no trace is a principle that you need to use in the inside of your Jeep because you don't want that litter fine when the trash goes sailing out of the top of your Wrangler. So anything you want to keep in your Jeep, make sure it's secured. And for all you Wrangler owners with kids, you will want to have a blanket for each one of your children who are sitting in the back seat. Even when it's warm outside, the back seats tend to get a little chilly for the little ones with the air. The air seems to flow right over that windshield, right over the driver's seat and into the back seat. The fourth item is bug spray. Spray your floor mats with bug spray if you're going to leave your top down throughout the night and especially if you leave your Jeep parked outside. Because some people have had spiders spin little webs inside their Jeeps. Now, fingers crossed, that hasn't happened to me yet. Or better yet, knock on wood. Now, the last one, it's a pretty important one, especially if you have no hair. That is, when it's sunny, keep sunscreen handy or get a sunshade. They come in an assortment of colors, which also helps you to accessorize your Jeep. And I'm sure you all know mine is purple and I got it from the spider web shade and the link, the the website um, link will be in the show notes. So um, so you can check it out on our website. So there you go. 
So, Tammy, do you know that there are actually people out there with Jeep Wranglers who have never taken their doors off or maybe only done it once? Oh, hush. <laughs> That would be me. I can't get my doors off. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that until you know you mentioned it in an earlier show that those things are much heavier uh, than it was on the the TJs, which you never had a TJ, so you don't have a point of reference. But right, but uh, you were you were told that. So I know that the TJ doors are pretty heavy, but thankfully they're only two, and uh, uh, I can uh, I can lift them off there and uh, walk them into the garage pretty easy. Now, I think I have seen some people using, uh, and, and you may have mentioned this before, maybe I, this is where I got it from, but I've seen uh, stuff on tele, uh, not television, <laughs> on Facebook where people are using uh, sheetrock uh, yep. grabbers uh, yep. to actually help them lift the doors up and carry them. So the things that people would use, uh, construction folks would use to carry up uh, large sections of sheetrock. Uh, they're just little plastic handles that go on the bottom and uh, don't damage the sheetrock and shouldn't damage your door. Um, the thing for me right now is my, um, what do you call it? The hinges. God, I lost the word. Um, they are like rusted. Oh, the salt. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily I have my super duper pry bar. So I'm going to squirt the heck out of it with um, the PB blaster and going to try maybe the pry bar to lift it up. For me, it's really hard because my Jeep's lifted now and it's hard to get enough leverage to pull it up. Mm -hmm. um, and my just going to have to get people to come help me. Yeah, I think that, uh, and now I know you've done it at least once, but I think if you do it a, f a few more times, you're just going to get hooked on having the door, that complete open air thing. Right. It is such a cool, no pun intended, feeling of just that whole, it's it's the closest thing. I think it's like riding a motorcycle, but safely, because you got so, you got more metal around you than you do with, with a motorcycle. So uh, I get the feeling it's that same type of feel because you can see and everything else. Now, one right. thing that you didn't mention in your top five uh, is, is for the JL, new JL owners that have the front windshield that's so easily folded down. So they would need to drive with their mouth closed or maybe yeah. a, <laughs> or something else little, to keep the bugs out. <laughs> yeah, little helmet. glasses. Yeah, a little helmet yeah. or something. <laughs> right. I think that would be fun, Josh, just to uh, drive around with a uh, a full on uh, motorcycle helmet in your Jeep. You know, <laughs> I'm looking for trouble. <laughs> I got a, I got a buddy who has a uh, has a little Miata uh, convertible as his daily driver, and he frequently uh, will pull a helmet off of the passenger side floorboard and gloves and roll around <laughs> like you know the Stig almost yeah. uh, from old Top Gear <laughs> episodes. No, straight out. He'll and he he's got a couple of videos on YouTube. I think of you know he kind of holds his phone just barely up over the door and driving around and watching as people like you know turn like what the fuck? and then pointing and all this stuff. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> I could see him looking over at you know like a Prius and just very slowly looking over and point at him. <laughs> yeah, nodding and then you know pointing like down the road like let's go. Yeah, <laughs> are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be pretty funny. Uh, he needs to set up some cams, some uh, on the you know the, do the whole thing, set up several cameras around the vehicle. I think that'd be a hilarious video. Hey, folks, coming up later in the show, Nikki G. Nikki G's on this one is on this episode as well. Wow, that's every episode. New. <laughs> I think I think Nikki G probably has the 
well, besides Tony, has the best um, record for attendance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need to give him an attendance certificate. I, I have to be here. <laughs> well, you'll get a gold star, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, gold star out of the foil. Well, hey, something else that's new to this show, well, at least uh, new to this specific episode, is our new review, guys. We got a, another, we got a whole bunch of reviews actually yeah, over the last you. week or so. A bunch of five star reviews came in, and hey, if you would like to give us a review, well, you can do that in any number of places. Really, uh, you could do it. Leave a comment on our YouTube page. You can leave a review over on our Facebook page. Uh, of course, over on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, you know, all those, you can leave five-star reviews and leave the comments and the comments we love reading, guys. And in fact, this one here came in this last week from James A. Gave us a five-star review and says, great show, guys. Always get lots of useful information from the show. I've been listening for almost a year now, and it's taken some time to go through all your episodes. You three are very comical and a pleasure to listen to. I have two Jeeps, a modded 2013 two-door JK Rubicon in red for Tony and a bone stock 1987 YJ Laredo in black just for you, Tammy. LOL. Now, on the last episode, one of your listeners stated that black is a combination of all the colors. To me, that says that Tammy don't know what color she wants, so she got one with all of them in it. <laughs> Looking forward to all your future episodes. Signed, RubyMan underscore JK. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody loves picking on Tammy. I know. But black cheap still rock. That's eh, one theory. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Well, you might have heard Tony lamenting earlier about uh, transmission and clutch woes and uh, thanking his lucky stars he hasn't had to deal with any of that yet. Well, if you are on the opposite side of the spectrum and you've got a manual transmission that might be giving you some issues, well, stay tuned. Uh, get out your pencil and paper and pay attention. We're about to get down and dirty with some transmission talk. Now, transmissions can be scary. There's a ton of moving parts. Repairs are always expensive and usually take specialty tools that, well, let's face it, most of us Jeepers don't have in our garage. Let's not forget that most of us aren't trained transmission techs either. But that doesn't have to stop you from learning a little bit more about your manual transmission, how it works, how to take care of it, and how to diagnose those little problems before they become big repairs. I love automatic transmissions. They're convenient, easy to use, and can generally take a fair amount of abuse. But I love me a manual transmission. I've owned over 20 rigs in my life, and only two of them have been automatics. There's just something about having the control, being able to manipulate the final drive of the vehicle with a combination of throttle gear, throttle gear selection and creative clutch work. Oh, gotta love that heel toe. The clutch, rather than one specific part, is actually a series of moving parts that act as a sort of domino effect on each other. Of course, that means if one part fails, well, the entire system ceases to function. When this happens, knowing how to diagnose the issue at fault is the key to getting back on the road or the trail and, well, maybe not getting taken advantage of at the tranny shop. Now, I'm going to try my best to explain how a clutch using Jeep parts works and what some of the more common problems are, too. Also go into steps of how to diagnose certain issues and what to do about them. First, a little background on that domino effect that helps you switch gears. The clutch essentially is a system that transmits the rotational energy of the engine to the transmission, which in turn transmits this energy to the wheels. This system is made up of six major parts, each with a unique function. The flywheel is the clutch's connection to the engine and the crankshaft. When the clutch is engaged, it allows the starter to crank the engine and maintains engine speed. The clutch disc is a steel plate situated between the flywheel and the pressure plate. 
Pressure plate is like a spring-loaded clamp that bolts to the flywheel. When the clutch is released, the clutch disc is then allowed to spin with the flywheel and get your Jeep moving. This is accomplished because of the pressure plate moves in reaction to the clutch pedal being pressed, lifting off of the clutch disc to allow it to separate from the flywheel so the Jeep can change gears. Now, when the pedal is released, the pressure plate tightens on the clutch discs again to transfer power from the spinning flywheel. The release bearing, also known as the throwout bearing, in turn engages and disengages this pressure plate held in place by the release fork as the clutch pedal is pressed in or released. And finally, the pilot bearing or the pilot bushing keeps all of this running smoothly by supporting the transmission input shaft during engagement and disengagement when the flywheel and pressure plate are turning at different speeds from the disc assembly and input shaft. Pretty simple, right? Yeah, I know. A lot of it probably goes over your head. Mine too, to be honest. Now, when it's broken down into its basic functions, though, and explained one at a time, it becomes a little bit easier to understand just what's going on under your Jeep when you're pressing that pedal and moving that stick. Okay, now we have a better understanding of the manual transmission. Let's get into some of the procedures for testing for common clutch problems. And there are a couple few that pop up pretty much, well, regardless of what you drive. Commonly, the biggest clutch problem is when the friction material on the clutch disc wears out. This will cause your clutch to slip. I'm sure you've heard of a slipping clutch. RPMs start going up as you start climbing a hill, or maybe it takes a little while longer to start moving from that light as you let off the clutch. Now, another problem is clutch sticking. When your clutch doesn't release fully or properly, the input shaft continues to turn, causing grinding or completely preventing your Jeep from going into gear altogether. Now, if you think you're having clutch problems, well, I'm about to teach you how to do a simple diagnostic test to find out what might be going on. Now, with your parking brake engaged, start your engine and shift it into neutral. While your engine is idling, listen for a growling noise. Now, it might sound like somebody's blending a batch of golf balls in a garbage disposal three blocks down, or it might sound like a very dull metallic scratching. If you hear anything more than the engine's exhaust note, well, you might have a transmission problem. All right, let's see if we can't dig a little deeper. Now, try slowly pushing the clutch pedal in. Not all the way, and make sure you push it nice and slow, listening for noise. If there's any sudden change in the sound at all, if there's vibration, grinding, or anything other than the engine is heard, well, you might have some problems. This could range from throw-up bearing issues, to a pressure plate going out, to even a broken, worn clutch plates, possibly even your slave cylinder. Finally, push the clutch pedal all the way to the floor. Listen for a squealing noise. Maybe very faint, so you might want to climb around under the Jeep to listen. If you hear if you hear one well, if you hear any noise at all, really, it might indicate a battery release bearing or a pilot bushing. But really, ultimately, by following these simple steps, doing regular testing and inspecting of your Jeep's clutch every so often, and listening to it, you can really help avoid more costly repairs. But don't stop at the clutch. This advice goes for all the parts and accessories on your Jeep. So I just want to throw something in. I haven't worked on a standard transmission setup since my uh, yes, I'm old, uh, 1973 Pontiac Ventura. It was basically a Nova, but it was, uh, you know, a Pontiac mm -hmm. and, uh, had a, uh, uh, a, uh, whatever the Sagnaw, that's what it was. Sagnaw three speed transmission. It was, uh, three on the floor and uh, I went through clutch discs like it was, I mean, I was 16 and oh. number one, I was learning how to drive and number I two, say, yeah. <laughs> I, number two, I have a heavy foot. So I went through, I think, 12 clutch discs. I think it was number 10 before I realized that you also have to change out the pressure plate every now and then. Oh. <laughs> and you nearly need to get the glaze off of the, uh -huh. uh, off of the, uh, the flywheel. <laughs> so 
Uh, I kind of learned the hard way about that. Also went through several U joints, but that's that's for another show. Uh, but one time I had the throwout bearing actually go through the fingers of the pressure Holy pressure cow. plate. Yeah. Well, I was sixteen. I had no money, <laughs> so that must have made a racket. Well, better than that, I was uh, uh, twenty miles away at uh, Deer Park High School uh, whenever it stopped working on me. So I literally had to when I came to a stop. The engine would stall, so I was unable to disengage the clutch, but I found I could start the vehicle, Oh no! <laughs> and it had enough ump from the starter to get the, the vehicle going Holy far cow. enough, Yeah, get the vehicle going uh, fast enough where the engine would start and I could drive along, and you know how the gears will synchronize at specific speeds, so I was able to shift more or less speed matching your shifts yes oh my god <laughs> i drove i drove 20 miles home from deer park to baytown texas <laughs> with no clutch oh my goodness <laughs> fortunately it was uh highway 225 highway 146 so a lot of it was highway so once i got it you know in the third gear i was you know i was set for for a while as long as there was no traffic still good I mean, so, getting it going through an intersection with nothing more than the starter. So I, I learned my lesson about changing the, the pressure plate out every so often. <laughs> and and it put a new throttle bearing in there, too. So, yeah, you have a lot of fun with vehicles whenever you're poor and 16 and uh, so on and so forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. ah, good times right there. Well, hey, do you guys have anything to add? Maybe a story of your own. Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk. Well, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Well, folks, I'm excited for this interview because I have a fellow Jeeper, Jeep girl with us. And it's Leanne Lane, and she's with the Jeep Mafia, the the famous Jeep Mafia where you get koozied, right? Is that right, Leanne? That's it. That's us. Uh, Leanne, if this doesn't go well, are we in any danger at all? Uh, danger um i i can't i can't speak to that i'm sorry <laughs> i could tell you but i'd have to kill you <laughs> uh, so leon do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and your jeep and just a few things about yourself okay super well i'm i haven't been a jeep girl for too long about three years and actually it's kind of an unusual story how i got into jeeping it was Purely by accident, I was driving home with my husband from the grocery store, and he pulled into this bank parking lot, and I said, what are you doing? And there was a red Jeep sitting there, and he said, well, you said that you wanted to look at this Jeep, and I had never seen that Jeep before. I have no idea where that came from, (laughs) but I looked at it, and I liked it, and I Uh decided I had to have one. (laughs) 
So that's how I became a Jeep girl. And I'm on my third one. Wow. I got a red one at first. And then I started writing a book, which we'll talk about. And there was a green Jeep in that book. So I decided I needed a green one. And then someone crashed into that one. So then I got another green one. So I'm on my third Jeep in three years. And I hope to keep this one for a long time. So you're part of the Jeep Mafia or you're one of the the founders of the Jeep Mafia. Where did that come from? It's like a huge, huge social media thing. It is. And we are stunned at how popular it's become. It's not anything we ever planned. It was just kind of a a spur of the moment thing that Chris Stockmar, known as Jeep Boss on Twitter, came up with. He, He saw a meme that said something about Jeeps are are like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in. And he decided that'd be a cool name for a Jeep group. So he got a few people together, which I was one of them. And this was on Twitter. And we didn't start an account at first. We just kind of asked some of our people that we kind of hung out with on Twitter if they wanted to be in the Jeep mafia, which we didn't even really know what that was at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And so we we got 12 and then it went to 24. And so we started inviting people and we just kind of chatted about it. And finally, I started a Twitter account just to kind of hold the place because we hadn't really talked about actually creating an account. And people started following it and it kind of took off. So we started running it and it just grew phenomenally. At first, Jeep Boss and I moderated it and you know went through all the notifications and then it got so busy that we brought return check on and jeep coach on and so the four of us ran the account for a while and then we kept having to add more people because we would get oh i mean at our peak we probably had 2000 notifications a day Ooh. To oh go my through. gosh i know it was crazy so we ended up with about 21 moderators and we all take turns running through the notifications and posting. We kind of split it up by days and run the account. So it just kind of blew up and we didn't even have a plan for it. <laughs> now I've got a question about the, the koozie thing. Uh, koozies aren't expensive. Tammy actually was looking into koozies for us and she, she didn't find any that were, you know, like, you know, dirt cheap. So oh, yeah. how does the koozie thing work? It, it almost sounds like you guys are, Uh, going out of pocket on uh, buying hundreds or thousands of these koozies just to go and place them for free on uh, various uh, Jeep vehicles that you see. I mean, that's a lot of footwork and a lot of cash from what I'm seeing. Well, it's kind of funny how the koozie thing started too. Jeep Coach bought a a set of koozies just for the moderators and sent them out to us. And return check, one day just saw a Jeep and thought he'd put a koozie on the windshield (laughs) and so so, um and he watched the girl come out and she thought it was he could tell she thought it was really cool she took a picture of it and so we thought you know what that's a great idea so we put our website and our twitter and our facebook on there and so we ordered them and we get them for really cheap and we sell them for really cheap so you can get 24 koozies for $15 and that includes postage. So that's, that's pretty that's cheap. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. 
And so when people get koozied, they'll follow us. We're on Facebook now, and our Facebook has just exploded. We started it a year ago in November, and we have 18,000 followers already on Facebook. And so most of the people koozied join on Facebook, and they they loved it. So they want to buy koozies, and they want to koozie other people. (laughs) And I just looked earlier, and we have sold 35,000 koozies. So there's 30,000. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Looking around the United States. We've sent some to Australia, England. So they're everywhere. They went crazy. So Isn't I gotta, that amazing it, how something just explodes like that? Yeah. And you just, you have no idea what it's going to be. It's like you can't yes. plan such a thing. No. Yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't have come up with an idea like that if we tried, you know? Right. So I got to ask you this, uh, koozies, do you actually use a koozie for your drink? Well, it depends on what I'm drinking with wine. No, it doesn't work. So (laughs) (laughs) actually they do make wine, uh, wine glass koozies now, don't they? They have a little little Velcro (laughs) things that you can Velcro them together. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like a great idea and obviously it's worked out well. I mean, getting that, that, uh, ground campaign going and not, and it sounds like you didn't even have to convince people to do it. They just thought it was a great idea. I've told Josh and Tammy because we've talked about you know, doing things, something along the lines of uh, tagging uh, Jeeps with cards or something. And mm-hmm. I, I, I just keep saying social media is where, where it's at because that's where the people are. You would have to do so much work putting stuff on vehicles. Uh, but with uh, this uh, geometric uh uh, thing that you guys have going with people wanting to do it and do it and do it, I can see how that would expand to a, a very large audience very quickly. Oh yeah, and people order them and they get so excited. You know, they get their kids involved and everybody loves to hit jeeps with a koozie. <laughs> now I got to ask on that first koozie that Return Check did, uh, was there a a, a stocking order uh, put against? Uh, I guess that's a him. <laughs> <laughs> from the, uh, from I'm the sorry, young lady. I can't speak to that either. <laughs> <laughs> Not until the case is settled. I understand. <laughs> so tell tell us a little bit about this book that you have, uh, Nine Million Minutes. Now, that's got to be something like how long you waited to get your Jeep fixed or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not exactly it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know. Well... You know, after I got my Jeep, I guess it just consumed me. I imagine that, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually had a dream that, and it wasn't even about a Jeep, but I had this dream and it just, it stayed in my head and was driving me absolutely crazy. I mean, I seriously thought I was going nuts. I couldn't get this story out of my mind. And so I never thought about writing a book in my life, but... I decided I needed to write that story because it would not leave my mind. And so it evolved into a a novel where the girl had a lime green Jeep. And so I kind of built the story around that. And the the Jeep's kind of the hero in the end. But it's all about how the Jeep, she was shy and how the Jeep kind of gave her bravery and helped her kind of break out of her shyness and, and, uh, Become what she wanted to be, but I, and maybe that sounds hokey, but no, it's actually, very interesting. I mean, for the guys, they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> let me get that. Right. Yeah. I got to run right out and get that But actually, <laughs> mystery in it. It's got Jeeps in it. Of course she meets a Jeep guy. And uh, surprisingly, a lot of guys have 
actually liked it. And I, I certainly didn't write it for guys to enjoy, but they do. So how, how, how many times did you have this dream before you finally gave up and, and wrote the book? I just had it one time, but it just like consumed me and it was all I could think about. Gotcha. I mean, truly, I thought I was going to have to go to a counselor or something. It was just driving me crazy. That's amazing. It's almost like (laughs) you got this from uh, another dimension, another plane of existence, and it was forcing you uh, to to tell people about it. Now, uh, I haven't read the book. Uh, Sorry, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm wondering (laughs) if maybe this, uh, this green Jeep uh, talks to you and you guys fight crime. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's you can't what, see Tammy. Tammy's rolling her eyes. I think it would be about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony, Tony. Can, can you give us a little bit, uh, an idea without giving away too much of the book? Maybe give us a taste sure. of what the story's about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So actually the dream kind of started and it was actually a dream that had something to do with my childhood. So it, it, uh, it's about a girl and a guy who were childhood friends. He was quite a bit older than her and he kind of protected her because her family was not good to her. And she spent a lot of time at his house as a young girl. And then something happened in their lives when she was eight and he was 16 and she was pulled away from the neighborhood and they never saw each other again. And so fast forward years later, they run into each other and at a bar and they don't know who they are. You know, they don't realize that they were the childhood friends. They both are going by nicknames Mm -hmm. at this point. And so they, you know, they kind of have those feelings for each other and then they find out who they are. And so this mystery that happened way back when keeps him from actually following or following his feelings for her. So the whole book kind of is about them fighting their feelings. And you're always wondering, what is this mystery that happened? And I won't tell you what it was. Oh no, you can't do that. But, uh, but, (laughs) but people can find out if they, if they go and get the book. Now this to me sounds like the notebook with a Jeep is, would you say that's kind of the, the, what we got going on here? Well, it's <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it's got some bad parts, but it is definitely not the notebook. <laughs> I have not watched that movie because I do not need to cry that much. <laughs> yeah, I got that uh, got that movie for my wife for our, for our anniversary several years back, and I still have yet to watch it. Oh yeah, um, it's a, no way it's I'm a tear jerker. Is it? Is it? Uh, it's a tear jerker. So that sounds very interesting. I mean, it's very intriguing hearing that this uh, this all came about from a dream, and uh, and it pulled yeah. you in so much that you you had to write about it. Um, that's uh, uh, that's kind of extraordinary, really. I mean, you hear about these things, but I don't think I've ever spoken with anybody that has actually experienced it. I know you hear people say stuff like that, and you're like, okay, whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't even a dream about the story. It was like just a quick image. And my mind created the story around that image because it just was, it was just rolling around in my mind so much. It mm-hmm. just created the story out of it. So now, uh, is, is this book available on Amazon? Yes, it's available yes, it in is. Kindle or print on Amazon. Excellent. I just looked it up, Tony. Yeah, no shopping, Tammy. You know what the deal <laughs> yeah. is. Tammy yeah. likes to shop actually, during the during the show uh, there, uh, Leanne. Yeah, actually, it has uh, five star reviews, so it's done very well. 
Now, uh, I've got a friend that has uh, written a few books, and uh, she's told me that it's just not... Uh, <laughs> It's not what you think it is as far as the glamour and the money. Uh, how did it go, how did it go with you? Uh, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the book because I know the, the books that she's written are, are quite good. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it seems to be the whole atmosphere of the, of the way the publishing thing works. How, how did it go with you? Right. Yeah, you do not make money when you write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not unless, you know, it gets discovered and, turned into a movie or something, but just the general run-of-the-mill person that writes a book, first, it's really difficult to get one published by Mm -hmm. a publishing house unless you're already known. Mm -hmm. And so most people do self-publishing, which is what I did. And, you know, that used to be kind of a, oh, she had to self-publish because nobody would take her book. Well, it's it doesn't have that around it anymore because they hardly publish anyone's books. I went to a conference of a man who lives here in my town who's written, I don't know, 30 books or something, and they were very popular. And he said he can't even get his books published anymore. So, Wow. Yeah, well, paper paper costs a lot of money, I guess. Uh, But with all the electronic stuff, I would still think that it would be just having the, uh, the PR stuff behind it would help make money for it. Now, mm-hmm. the thing that would get me is if I had put my heart uh, and soul into a book and then somebody comes along and wants to make a movie out of it uh, and then they go changing the name, I think that would kind of hurt my soul a little bit. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. And the, the name of it of my book is so important to the book mm-hmm. that it, I think it would be I don't think they would want to change it because it's it's once you find out what it what it means, what nine million minutes mean nine million minutes means Mm -hmm. (laughs) then uh, i don't think they'd want to change it but yeah they change books so much i mean they change the way they end they change the way things happen but hey you know what if they want to make a movie out of my book i don't care what they do (laughs) i was just gonna say if uh if steven spielberg calls you up and says hey we'd like to give you 300 million dollars for this story and we're going to call the call the movie jurassic jeep would that be okay with you (laughs) sure (laughs) yeah yes Go for it. <laughs> well, look, whenever your book becomes a movie and you, you have several million dollars in your pocket, uh, you have huh? to agree to come back and do another interview. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> See, uh, she doesn't have it right now, so she's all in. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm all in. And I'll tell you about the other 27 Jeeps that I've bought with that. Exactly. On, yeah. the back, on the back 40. <laughs> yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> um, so back to um, the Jeep Mafia. Now, do you have like your, I guess it's the core members, the contributors, are they spread out throughout the, the country? Yes, they are. We are all over the place. Some of us have met and some of us have not. So we're trying, you know, we're all trying to get together. We would love to all get together at one time. That would be craziness. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, you we've guys talked about should the same do, thing. Like, yeah, you guys should do do like a Jeep Mafia, you know, Jeep event. Yeah, we 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 should. It's, there's so much work in putting on a big event. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, you've and just to coordinate everybody to get together at. One you've time. written a book. It's uh, getting an event together would be easier. Hey, that's that's so right. <laughs> <laughs> we used to joke that it, w- it would be great to put us on a reality show and throw us all in some big mansion. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be crazy. Because we're so close. We're there we have a group 
DM on Twitter that we're all in there all the time. And I mean, we are closer to each other, I think, than most of us are to our families because we're constantly talking in there. And so we feel like we are family. So put us together in a big house and there's no telling what would happen. It would be crazy. Yeah. The internet is an amazing thing. Uh, I, I, we don't talk about it a lot here, but uh, Josh is over in uh, Portland uh, Tammy's over on uh, uh, the, the other coast in Maryland, and I'm down here in uh, what I guess would be the third coast uh, of the Gulf of Mexico down in Houston. So uh, uh, we've never met other than doing this show. So uh, the Internet's just an amazing oh, thing. Nope, never have. Wow. Yeah. Someday, one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day. Um, so uh, I'm thinking that maybe you guys, uh, your event, you could have – like at night, uh, bags of lime and uh, maybe uh, jello shot, shot burials uh, in the <laughs> woods or, you know, just uh, give it a, a good mafia theme. Right, definitely. And we could just use our hats as, as uh, glasses and pour our wine in there or our beer or whatever. So, right, there you go. So I think we, we talked about this before we started recording uh, about your Jeep. Tell us a little bit about your Jeep uh, in uh, – I, I know that we found out it was green. Uh, what year is it? Is it a JK, JKU? It is a 2016 JKU. Her name is Hyper Hopper. <laughs> and she is awesome. So I do, love her. <laughs> do you do you take it off-road? Do you go to the do the off-road thing? Or is it just uh, really just the, the having the Jeep uh, thing by itself? She's my daily driver, but I do take her off-road. I haven't done any crazy stuff in her she's a little too new i'm still you know protective of her so uh, we go to sedona and we rent jeeps from nina barlow <laughs> and we go crazy with those yeah that, that makes but, sense now you, yeah you mentioned having this is uh the second green jeep you had i think mm -hmm. i remember reading on facebook a while back about that accident you, that you had uh if you can uh, give us a, a a quick uh going over of what happened there was it was it like a uh, a crossroads type thing where there was uh, it was mm -hmm. like a, a hit from the side yeah you know what it's kind of sad it happened on memorial day and it was a beautiful day and i just wanted to get out and drive my jeep and so i went to a little town it's probably oh 20 30 miles away because i knew they'd have flags flying and i could take pictures and so i drove to that little town and i was coming back and i took a wrong turn and i was a little bit lost i was headed the right direction and ended up on a highway which actually was brought me back to where i needed to be but it was a rural highway and i was probably about oh, maybe 10 miles out from home and i had stopped and taken pictures by oil wells and cows and all kinds of stuff it was a great day and this girl at a crossroads turned left right in front of me so mm. i was doing about 55 and there was nothing i could do but plow into her and it didn't look like i had a lot of damage but it bent the frame in three places right so it was pretty much toast at that point so i just uh, they didn't total it it was a big mess dealing with the insurance was awful yeah. And they wanted to replace the frame with a rebuilt frame. It's like, My I don't think so. Goodness, that's a lot of work. Uh, yeah. 
I'm surprised they didn't total it. Well, it was new though, wasn't it? Relatively new. Well, it was new and it had, you know, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars worth of mods on it. And so oh it was goodness. just difficult to get it up to that percentage. I think it's sixty percent to total it and they couldn't get there. Now, uh being a true Jeeper, I gotta ask, were you able to salvage the mods? Did you get get to pull the mods no. off of it? No, actually I, I came out at pretty decent with the insurance settlement and then I was able to sell it as is for a pretty decent price. So that, I didn't come out too bad. That was going to be my next question about, did you think about uh, keeping it? And, uh, you know, a lot of people will, will start cutting them up and using it as a trail rig only. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty cool. Now you're, I don't know if we mentioned or not, or you mentioned it, but you're up, up in Oklahoma. Uh, right. We have a, a friend of the show, uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Prerunner1982, that does a day of the dirt run. Are you familiar with Jonathan, and have you done the, the Day of the Dirt yeah. run? I I did Day of the Dirt when I had my first Jeep. I'd probably had it about two or three months, <laughs> and that run is aptly named <laughs> because <laughs> it is on red dirt roads, and there was red dirt all oh, inside bad. my Jeep, all over. I have pictures because it was hot and sweaty. We had dirt stuck to our faces. <laughs> wow. It looks beautiful, <laughs> though. I mean, uh, we've actually had Jonathan uh, on the show a couple of times to talk about it and oh, yeah. uh, shown some of the images, and it looks like it's a great photo opportunity for all kinds of wild-looking things that are, uh, you know, off the beaten path. Oh, it was, like covered bridges. It was, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And it's funny because I sold that, that was my red Jeep. I sold that to my best friend and I was so glad that she actually went on that run with me because I felt so bad because there was red dirt still in every crevice of the dash. Yeah. Well, it's no like how it's, much I cleaned it. It's like that in East Texas too, uh, with the red, uh -huh. uh, the red clay and then the dust that comes up from it. It, it really does get on stuff. Uh, well, oh, yeah. well, Leanne, uh, really interesting uh, story, especially about the book. Uh, and uh, what's that book name again? Nine Million Minutes. And, of course, it's available on Amazon. Uh, and it's self-published, so you wouldn't see this in, in uh, like Barnes & Noble and stuff. You would uh, need to go online to uh, Amazon to get it, correct? Exactly. Okay. So uh, we'll put a link that of that in our show notes. And actually, I think we may already have it up there now uh, with the uh, – uh, paragraph and pictures that we put up prior to your uh, your interview tonight. Uh, so, if people would like to get a hold of you personally, or maybe find out more about the Jeep Mafia, uh, how could they do that on the social media? Well, I'm at Leanne Lane on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, and on Instagram. On I'm at Cricket Jeeper, and then I have a website, LeanneLane.com, and we have a Jeep Mafia. It's TheJeepMafia.com. Yeah, we don't want to get it confused with those other uh, those other slackers. No. Uh, so, so if you wanted to become a Jeep Mafia member and actually do what you guys call hits, because whenever you <laughs> put the cute the koozie on on a Jeep, uh, it's called a hit, correct? Yes, it is a hit. So, if somebody would like to be a, a hitman, a Jeep Mafia hitman, how would they go about doing that? They can go to our website, and under merchandise, we have the koozie pack so you can get 24 koozies for $15 and follow us on social media make the hit take a picture and post it because we love to see the hits now that's a requirement right you got to have the picture oh you got to have the picture got to have the picture yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> you have to take trophies ah see 
I'm getting I'm, I'm getting with the mafia mentality now. <laughs> I think you need to be in the mafia. Oh no. I'll never get out. <laughs> It'll be the John Wick story all over again. Well 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 Leanne, I can't th- uh, thank you enough for uh, for making time for us and uh, I'm so sorry we had to reschedule you because of a conflict that we had, but thank you for rescheduling and sticking there with us. It'd have been a lot easier just to say the hell with you. Uh, I don't need I don't need to be on your little podcast. But a really interesting story. I love how you got that Definitely. dream and, and wrote the book from it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks a lot, Leanne, for joining us. And hopefully one day we can all meet up and um, Bury a body. talk about Jeeps around a campfire. <laughs> yes, and I will hit you with a koozie. Oh, yeah, there you go. Ow. Yeah, I was finally koozied um, at Women's Wheeling Day. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, at Roush Creek. So yep. that was exciting. Yes, I haven't been koozied yet. What? I know, that doesn't seem right. I mean, I have. I have 2,000 in my garage, but I've never been koozied. <laughs> well, someone's, someone out there listening, did you hear that? We need to koozie right. all those green Jeeps and I think in we've Oklahoma. All, and I think we've all learned that koozieing yourself just isn't the same. No, no it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> the right. element of surprise is important. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Leanne. Thank all you. Right, thank you. Hey, big thanks again out to Leanne Lane for taking the time to sit down, talk to us about our her, our book, her book, and about book. Jeep Mafia. <laughs> I didn't write that book. I don't know. <laughs> sure. No, it was, it was uh, interesting, though. She she mentioned uh, something about um, a place that she wheels, and I recognize that from, uh, from a story that we did at the top of the show uh, in This Week in Jeep, um, talking about the Sedona. I think she said she wheeled around. Uh, Sedona area or something like that. Maybe I misheard, but uh, thought that was a weird quinky dink. And hey, coming up next week, we've got Rob Bender Park, the host. He hosts, well, one of the hosts anyways, from Truck Night in America, available every Thursday night on the History Channel. Yes, you heard correctly. Uh, I don't know why we were able to get him as a guest, but we did. (laughs) So if you're. I keep trying to tell you people, we're kind (laughs) kind of of a big big deal. deal. (laughs) You know, and just think where we could be if we added math. Um, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, you know, if you guys are fans or you've been watching truck night in America, uh, they have four hosts and Rob in quotation marks, Bender park is one of those hosts. And, uh, we were lucky enough to, uh, to get him on the show. He'll be here with us next week. So I trust me, folks, uh, uh, Futurama has absolutely nothing to do with his, uh, with his little, uh, you know, pen name there or whatever, his little call sign there. No, trust me. He he earned, he earned that, uh, that Bender name. And there's, uh, there's some interesting stories behind that. So we'll get into that. I can't wait to interview this guy. I'm going to try really hard to stay away from the obvious, uh, Futurama references. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) But great (laughs) stickers, you know, I mean, if you're, if your nickname is Bender, you know, yeah, you have a a great sticker. I mean, Bender was a great character on that show. I wonder if his welding helmet has a Bender, you know, if it looks like a a Bender head. Yeah, you would think Eh, so. Anyways. So do you have an idea for a guest or maybe you want to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and share your idea for our next great guest. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, in honor of Tammy's top five format, I'd like to give uh, top five strange but true things that Wendy has ever said to me. Oh, yeah. And we'll start with uh, number five. <laughs> when you get off the roof, there is nobody coming. 
<laughs> Number four, you can come out of the crawl space now. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Number three, did you just try to eat that? Oh, gross. <laughs> Number two, will you stop trying to read the dog's mind? And number one, strangest (laughs) thing Wendy's ever said to me, there is no such thing as ghosts, but even if there was, I'm pretty sure they would flush. All right, boys and girls, I will chat at you later. You have a good one. I have to think about that last one. I always just blame the dog. That's great. You know, you can uh, you can count on Nikki G being with us every week. I'm not going to say any more than that, but he'll be with us every week. <laughs> you must have needed this every day. I need it. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep. Yeah, we've got one here. I well, I picked this one out because uh, this one really stood out to me this week. And I, for months, if not years, I've, I'm tired of the old, well, everybody does this, so you might as well do that too. If you're tired of searching the junkyards for an old Chrysler LeBaron, if you're tired of your Jeep XJ looking like every other Cherokee with hood vents out there, well, not anymore. Get this pair of quad roll bolt-on louvered panels specifically designed for the Jeep Cherokee XJ. There are 72 4-inch wide louvers that provide over 98 square inches of heat exhaust. These aluminum louvered panels have radius corners and mounting holes. They are made on a high tonnage press brake for much crisper, stronger forms and larger openings to really get that hot air out of the engine compartment. They're designed to be bolted on, directly bolted on, with included hardware even. They are made from 50 thou thick, uh, 3003 aluminum. Uh, The 72 louvers are 4 and 1 32nd inch wide and 3 eighths tall to get the most hot air out of the engine compartment. Believe me, guys, these these things will move some air. The panels are 20 inches wide and 16 inches long, uh, but they are not square. They're not rectangular. These things have a really cool shape that matches the, the Cherokee hood very well. Mounting hardware is provided. Uh, it's three-quarter inch long, quarter 20 stainless steel button head machine bolts with self-locking nuts. No more messing around with lock washers. They also include 530 seconds hex wrench as well. They even give you the tool to hook a, uh, to install it. Louvered panels ship with a PVC coating on an exposed side to protect the smooth mill finish. And all of the vent kits that I've seen for the XJ out of all of them, personally, I think that I like the looks of this one the best. And that's why I picked it for this week. And they seem to be made pretty well, too. So uh, were you looking at this because summer's coming up and your Jeep's been down for six years because of the overheating uh, issue? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I've, I haven't ever had a big overheating issue uh, until, you know. Yeah, until you uh, did. Yeah. Late, until I did, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, of course, it was uh, it was all out. But, um, but no, this was, I, I like the looks yeah. of it. I, I really do. Now, granted, these any sort of hood vents definitely have a function to them, but I love the form and, and just, it, I don't know, it adds that bit of ruggedness to the, to the top of the Jeep, uh, that, that really nothing else can. Now, do you think that you would actually, and, and the one I'm looking at in the show notes here, and we'll have this, this image that, uh, we're looking at, uh, in the show notes that you guys can see, uh, do you think that you would go with the kind of the gray look here? Or do you think you would, uh, paint it to match the, uh, the rest of the hood or maybe you go wild with something, uh, a, a really bright color. 
Now, see, I've I've got a bit of a color scheme going on in my Jeep. A lot of black, uh, some silver, gray, um, and those are pretty much the primary two colors. And so I might do a contrasting color on that. I might leave it the aluminum finish um, just to kind of give it a little bit more of an, of an industrial look. Uh, of course, they can be painted or powder coated even for that matter. Uh, so, I mean, the options are wide open. Me personally, I don't know, man. I, th I think I might leave the aluminum for a little while. I, I might opt to paint them black uh, to match the hood. Don't know. I, I I could go either way. Well, it's not like you can't take it off. A lot of right. a lot of bolts to remove, but still, you could take it off, paint it, change the colors, all kinds of things. Now, Tammy, I know that they make similar type things for the the Wrangler. Have you yeah. given any consider consideration to cutting large holes in the hood of your very expensive Rubicon and uh, putting a a nice uh, grill on top of it? Yeah, I um I don't know if I want to drill a hole in my hood yet or not. Oh, you're so cute. But I know. <laughs> Um, just like, remember that I don't, I don't want to drill any holes in it. Um, I would like just to get a whole new hood and put the other one aside. There some, yeah. There are some just, really nice hoods. I know, yeah. I know what you're talking about because then you can always go back. It's, it's nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, they look like kick-ass. Looks mean, uh -huh. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Definitely. It? Well, now so that you someday. must now that you must have these awesome hood vents for your Jeep, well, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com. Look at the show notes for episode 326. You're going to find a link to that very product there in the show notes. And coming up in a few minutes is wheeling wear. So this week, uh, actually today, my Cherokee is certainly getting some love. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, you yay. know, you know, I just couldn't finally. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you talk to the wife, it gets too much already. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I've been having these transfer case issues and I've been waffling back and forth about what to do to fix them. And I just couldn't bring myself to spend $1,500 for a heavy duty NP231J transfer case. Uh, but Tony, I just saw earlier today, you're spending almost 3000 instead. Uh, yeah, but let Gee, me, what's <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> I think. I, this is like the I second time I've please, please justify this. I, I can't yeah. wait. This is like I the know. second time I've had this conversation. Craziness. <laughs> All right. Two times, twice even, I have been leaving to go wheeling <laughs> when I reached oh. down to test the four wheel drive and put the transfer case into full time four by four and the chain starts popping over the internal gears of the transfer case. Wheeling adventure canceled. There's you can't go wheeling without four wheel drive. I mean, you can if you want to be drug around and be on social media with uh, you know being hooked up to a Jeep Liberty or something. That I ain't. I ain't no. I ain't going. So I've spent a lot of time and money on my 20 year old Jeep, and I've taken it off road maybe five times. <gasps> yeah, it was a blast going off road, but <laughs> that's far too fewer times and not what I had in mind when I bought the Jeep. Yes, some of you probably already know, and some of you may have guessed, based on the price, that I've placed an order with advanced, or I'm sorry, advanced, I actually went to the wrong website uh, today by doing advanced, but advanced adapters uh, for an Atlas two-speed transfer case. Uh, what uh, ratio did you get, Tony? Uh, I'm going to get, uh, according to uh, Vic, the Jeep Rubicon comes with, and Tammy, check me on this, it comes with a 4.0 ratio in their transfer case. 
So the closest one I could get for the Atlas was 3.8 to 1. Yeah, close enough. I'd, you know, yeah. I thought it was uh, 4.3, which, which was an option. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I'm getting a, th- a 3.8, which is kind of good because it's it's kind of between the 2.72 that's in the 231s, 242s, mm-hmm. and and the the four or the 4.3 that's in the the Rubicons. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I'm just really excited about having all those knobs and levers <laughs> that I'm gonna have up there on top. I'm thinking about uh, three uh, T handles, Josh. What do you think? No. <laughs> God no! <laughs> Not only no, but hell no. Not a, you know, hell no. I think it would be a good Photoshop though. I've, oh yeah, I've modified yeah. for special. Oh no, no find find ones from a like kind of a Grand Cherokee, just big, <laughs> fluffy, chunky ones. You know, bulldoze on there for a little bit. <laughs> what do you think of these guys? <laughs> so honestly, guys, I really don't like spending that much money. Um, but from all that I've heard and read, this is one of the best transfer case cases out there and yeah. i'm tired of working on the damn jeep i i mean i don't mind making modifications but I, I i don't like this is the third chain i have i've i've put in this transfer case and now this would be a fourth well no i'm tired of chains i'm going gears well i just uh you're you're getting a hell of a transfer case man i really I, there, there's not much better out there uh, all, 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 honestly i mean you can you can double up uh you can do different combinations uh i've heard of people you know mating 203s and stuff to other transfer cases uh there are granny you know boxes out there that give you a super low one gear you know yeah. i i mean I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted an Atlas, uh, but uh, I, I honestly think that it's it's way overkill. Um, uh, it is. I, I, oh yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's I agree. Isn't everything more. we do way overkill though? <laughs> well, ish. You know, I'm I'm a miser, and so when I see a three thousand dollar price tag, I instantly think, well, I could, there's no way I'm going to pay that. You know, this I I could find something that's close to that for less. You know, I. I hate spending money, I, you know, I'm just like anybody else does uh, out there. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm extremely excited for you. Um, I, I can't wait to hear about the installation and everything and, uh, and to hear about, uh, your learning curve and getting used to, um, you know, all the, you know, having twin sticks. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting change for you. Well, you know, I shared a video with you guys earlier. Uh, I think it was actually, uh, an Atlas, uh, two speed in a JK, uh, Tammy, uh, you probably, uh, uh, if you've seen it, you probably uh, recognize the interior, but um, it was just so effortless. I mean, the, the 242, as you know, Josh, can be very persnickety about getting it out of uh, f- a part-time four-wheel drive back into two-wheel drive. And then you have to wonder if, you know, when you make that first turn, if you're going to be uh, jumping the, the wheels up and down as you're trying to make that turn and then trying to figure out how to get it actually into two-wheel drive again. So it just seeing this guy this effortlessly move into uh you know front or rear neutral front or rear high or low it was just oh it was just so nice and and, and come on man Uh, a shifter for the automatic a shifter for the the front a shifter for the rear oh damn that's gonna look cool that's gonna look very jeepy (laughs) very much so very much I, i love the look of twin sticks uh sticking up to the floor i don't care you know what it's coming out of uh whether it's you know uh, two transfer cases or or something like a, something like an atlas uh it's going to be a heck of an install man um i think that's going to be a, a better part of a weekend for you 
uh, I'm guessing. Um, but I, I'm excited for you, buddy. I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, getting to that top uh, nut on the uh, transfer case on the 242, uh, you know, getting the thing dropped down far enough where I can get to it. Um, but uh, they actually have on the Advanced Adapter website, uh, they actually have a XJ How to install, and they used a 1998 uh, Cherokee. Oh, how beneficial for you. For, yeah, <laughs> for the example. And do you know they actually show, you know, it comes with a big rubber boot because I'm getting the XJ shifters with it. Uh, it mm-hmm. comes with a big rubber boot, but in the, the example they show on their website, they use the stock center console. They just notch it out a little bit, so the twin sticks actually stick up through that little, uh, that smallish ho- opening. Mm-hmm. You know, you made mm-hmm. it a little bigger, but it still looks factory. So you get yeah. twin sticks, but still maintain that factory look. And to me, I mean, you can go all balls out with a modification or making it. Uh, I guess it's the sleeper aspect of it. I mean, this really isn't a sleeper type situation, but you know, the that idea of having a, a common looking vehicle with lots of stuff under the hood, you know, a lot of modifications that you can't see until it's too late. I kind of like that idea of doing that with uh, with this install with the twin sticks. Well, um, if you need to get a new shifter knob and you need an install video to watch, my second most popular video is my shifter knob install. So. Really? That's the one where yeah. you pulled the one off and hit yourself in the head with it or something? Yeah, like that? Where, where I was annoying the crap out of my husband yeah <laughs> no him, don't just do it like this yeah. just listen to me damn it yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah actually you know that's what i really liked about that uh, that video that i saw where they're in the jk because the shifter uh shifters are different for the jk uh the mm-hmm. they they're very uh squarish looking and they have the the knobs match the other knobs that are already there and mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a very clean install so if, if you've got a jk or a jku and especially like if you've got a Sahara, a non-Rubicon, and really even if you've got a Rubicon, the Atlas transfer case, uh, and, and you guys correct me on this if I'm wrong, the Atlas transfer case is still going to be a, a big upgrade to what the factory uh, shows you, so or sh- uh, actually gives you. So uh, I would go, I would really recommend going over to YouTube and uh, just going there, uh, uh, Atlas 2 shifting, I think is how I found it. It was a very fun video. Actually, yeah, I, like put that the, up uh, I like the little computer animation. Uh, that oh, they had yes. Of, uh, very know. easy to understand. And uh, it, it just kind of, you know, watching that video is like, damn it, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I mean, I'm not going to have, it's going to look a little different, but it's still that ease of moving in and out. And that front dig thing that you told me about, Josh, I actually looked that up today. And I, yep, yep. very interesting how you can uh, pivot your uh, rear end around. Uh, mm-hmm. By locking up the rear tires and putting, uh, just doing the uh, uh, lock and just uh, activating the front uh, axle and, and uh, not the rear axle, which you can do with this twin stick. Yep, yep. Get you into a completely different line, or or get you back onto the line you were trying to get to the begin with. Yeah, or just impress the uh, the people standing around you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, very excited. They gave me a five to six week uh, build time for this. Which is the other cool thing? I mean, I hate waiting, uh, but the other cool thing is, is that they're building this thing for me. I mean, it's parts, and they're going to put it together, and you know, uh, they're going to paint it red, and I'm going to put it in my Jeep. Oh, this one's going to the guy on that show. <laughs> I make sure you spit on it. <laughs> hey, that's fine with me, man. Spit away. Oh, and I'm, uh, I, and I, now I know what a sight tube is. Uh, I'm getting a. 
but I don't know why a piece of plastic is 28 bucks. But um, that's okay. I'm getting the sight tube on it anyway, so I'll be able to see the, uh, what the oil level is. $28 in a whole thing of $3,000, Tony? I know, I know. But, uh, you know, I am like, <laughs> even though I'm spending the money, I am like Josh. is like, come on, man. Why, why am I spending $28 for, for a plastic uh, tube? But, uh, yeah. Getting that, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, you know, I may change the knobs uh, on the on the shifters. Uh, to, I, I do like the look of the uh, the knobs that were on the uh, the JK shifters. Well, that uh, that uh, that thread pitch on those on those shift arms are going to be a, a pretty universal. That's as what far I'm as, thinking. You know, uh, yeah. So you should be able to. I mean, throw a couple of eight balls on there or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think your options are going to be pretty much unlimited. Yeah. So I'm just hoping it doesn't rubble my leg. Um, yeah, I was wondering at, about that too. Uh, I was, you know, curious uh, how that's going to work out. I mean, you could always end up, uh, you know, maybe taking that to a shop, having somebody, you know, heat that up and, and bend it a little bit different for you. Maybe that's throw true. another coat of paint on it or something. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. I'll get used to it. Uh, I'll just be giddy because it'll remind me that. Well, oh, if you, I got an atlas. You, Look at this right there next to my you leg. You know, I'll, I'll take that thing off your hands for you. If it but anyway, uh, it should remove the complaints as far as uh, <laughs> it's running hot, can't go, uh, transfer <laughs> case, chain is stretched, can't go. Uh, what else? What other excuse are you going to throw at this, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. These 33s, they're just not going to work out. I. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll just mention it here. This may signal a new round of modifications for the old Cherokee. Because well, I'm only going to get that onboard air system put in. Actually, I'm thinking lockers and perhaps even uh, a new uh, front axle down the road. Oh. You know, nice, nice little Dana 44, maybe throw some there 35s go. on there. There you go. Anyway, we'll see. I mean, uh, certainly with the 456 gears, I could run 35s, uh, no problem. Can you, uh, can you tell I have an Atlas in my Jeep? Yeah, I heard did you I, coming. Did I did I mention did um, I mention I, I put an atlas in my Jeep? <laughs> I was talking to Vic uh, at uh, Advanced Adapters, and I said, "Wow, you know, Atlas uh, transfer case. Uh, you guys have to be proud uh, to be uh, offering that." And he says, "Yeah, at every trade show I go to, you know, we make a lot of stuff at Advanced Adapters, and everybody comes up and says, hey, hey, what about the Atlas?'" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have 33,000 other products here, guy. Yeah. You're asking us about the Atlas. All right. I told him, I said, it's just a, a big deal in the off-road world. It's such a yeah, great really transfer is. case. Everybody talks about it. Everybody wants an Atlas. So, and I, and I know there's some of you out there that don't, but I'm giddy about it. So just play along. Be happy for him. Be happy for me. <laughs> Well, I, for one, am not going to be spending a literal fortune on my transfer case, but not yet. Damn it. I'm working on it this weekend. Come hell or high water. Good. There you go. Yay. I, it's, it's two weeks. Well, no, it's been about five weeks and four weeks in a row now that I, I've had all of the components for my rebuild, everything ready to go. Nope. You can't work on your Jeep. You have to work on this Jeep. Or no, you can't work on your Jeep. You have to work on these Jeeps. Or no, you can't work on your Jeep. You have to do yard work. And it's just like, uh. finally, this weekend, I don't give a rat's ass what's going on with anybody else. I am pulling that transfer case out of my Jeep this weekend and rebuilding it. I thought you had it out and it was on the table. No, that was, that was that's the other one. Oh, okay. I have, I have two 242s. 
And didn't you turn down a free, uh, uh, what was it, 231 transfer case? Uh, yeah, but I would have had to have driven six hours to go get it. Oh, good know? Lord. That's not free. Yeah. No. So it's <laughs> just the gas money alone. You yeah, could have bought. Kinda, oh, good Lord. Free, no, but... I thought it was across town. I didn't know it was six no. hours away. <laughs> is it, is it getting hot up there yet? Are you still, is it still chilly out no, or it's, 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 you know, springtime. Uh, I think our, 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 our hottest day so far this year has been like 60 degrees. So it's, oh, that'll, uh, be, that'll be great weather to work on the transfer case. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, glad if it's not raining out. So, yeah. Yeah, well. Crack the garage door, go, crank up some music, and uh, and just get to it. Now, all these people that have been coming by and having their Jeeps worked on, are they going to be coming by and at least giving you grief while you're working on the transfer case? You know, that's one of those things where it's like, I could I could really start calling in some favors because I've got a Rolodex that's what I'm of thinking. favors that I can call in. Um, i got a lot of people that, that owe me some wrenching time. But uh, this is one of those things to where... You know, there's really not enough room for two people, uh, you know, between the transfer case and transmission and the bottom of the Jeep. Um, and once it's out, you know, you're, it's one person with some snap ring pliers. You know, there's not really anything anybody else can do. Um, so, it, you know, yeah, here, you know, uh, tackle these rear driveline bolts while I pull out the front or, you know, something. I it's just there's not a lot. So I might I might have somebody come and deliver me beer and pizza later, but uh, that might be about it. Uh, you sound like me. I, I pretty much work on the stuff by myself, but it's it's fun to have somebody to talk to uh, and, or and especially well, see, if that, you're that, laying down and you need a wrench or something, uh, you know, just to, so you don't have to get back up is nice. That that see that's what turns a three hour project into a six and a half hour project. <laughs> but, yeah, it, really. but it goes bullshitting. But, but it goes there by like it's four and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good luck to you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'll uh, I'll post up how how it goes. I you you guys might get a a, a message of me uh, uh you know ranting or you know blowing off some steam or something. Who knows? So don't forget to put the uh, the transfer case skid back on there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will never let you forget. <laughs> so you know it's easter weekend coming up and i was just thinking about easter eggs and i was so i was just looking around on the internet just looking for because guess what my next topic is for my vlog how to use the leftover <laughs> purple paint you bought for easter eggs right. <laughs> it's finding easter eggs in your jeep oh uh, i did yeah. not see that coming yeah, so, um, and that's what the Chrysler guys, they call them Easter eggs. And it started with the, the Saharas and the Rubicons, God, wash back in 2010, and they like hide these in. So, my, that's what is going to be my video for Sunday is the Easter eggs in the Jeeps. And interesting subject, we, you know, we never talk about other Jeeps generally on the show except for our, you know, Cherokees and our Wranglers. But the Jeep Renegade has 31, at least 31 Easter eggs in that Jeep. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah, about I that. Just, I think they're making up for something there. <laughs> when, the, uh, when the Renegade was first coming out before it had debuted, uh, that was one of the things we'd reported on was, was all the Easter eggs, uh, Easter right. eggs, where they came from, some of, their, some of their origins and stuff. This is actually very, very interesting. So, it yeah, is. if you're doing a video on, on, on this over the weekend, uh, that should be an interesting watch. Uh, because there is a ton of information out there behind yeah. these Easter eggs and, and you know, kind of where they came from and stuff. You need to go down to your I'm, local dealership and tell them you need some time, uh, video right. time with the uh, the Renegade. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to do the ones in the Wrangler, but I 
I want to do more research on the Renegade one. I mean, 31, that's a, yeah, lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but what the reason I brought it up too is if anyone listening out there knows, I somebody told me one time, and I can't remember who it was, but there is a hidden, they're kind of like hidden Mickeys, I guess you would call it. Um, there's some hidden Jeep Easter egg inside um, the engine compartment somewhere and the Wranglers. I swore someone said that one time. I don't know if it was on a comment on our show or a... Um, well, I bet you it'd be easy to do a Google search on yeah. and uh, find out about it. No, I, I did. I couldn't find it, but I swear I remember somebody telling me that. Oh, I see. That That is so, confusing. Well, you, you, yeah. Was it a dream that you had? Maybe, I, it or? could have been. It could have been a dream. <laughs> I don't know. You have an urge to write a book sure. now? <laughs> exactly. Actually, you know what? I have five books that I've started writing. Wow. That I just haven't finished because you know how she said she had a dream? When I vacuum, I get these like stories in my head and then they just, I, I get what um, Leanne was saying about how you just every day you build upon that story and you build upon it and you have this story in your head and you just got to get it out. Um, so if you're working but, on five books, are we going to see a, the top five books that uh, Tammy's writing? Oh, that's that's a, that's a great <laughs> idea. You have, a, my, you have a, uh, this recurring thing with five. I'd be yeah, really yeah. careful on the fifth of every every month or when you're drinking yeah. a fifth of something. Yeah. So, um, But anyway, I just need to finish those books so I can not make any money. <laughs> well, sometimes it's just getting the story out, you know? It, yeah. It's uh, it, it's kind of like the Jeep Mafia thing. They just they decided they're going to do the koozies and put them on Jeeps, and boom! Next thing you know, they're all going to prison for six years. Right. So uh, it, things just happen. <laughs> so if anybody has any Jeep Wrangler Easter eggs, go over to the Jeep Talk Show website and click on contacts. Right? Contacts? Did I say it right? Mm-hmm. Contact. Contact. And yeah. yeah, give us a shout. Let me know. Yeah, especially if you uh, if you know of an Easter egg uh, in the uh, the engine compartment area of uh, the JK JKUs, yeah. and uh, there'll be bonus points for uh, Easter eggs uh, stuck in the uh, engine compartment and take pictures taken and say, "Hey, Tammy, I found this one." And even yeah. more bonus oh. points if the egg is red. Oh, the trolling! No, 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 no. God. Well, hey, guys, you want to join in on the fun? Come on, join the campfire side chat. We'd love to have you. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways that you can reach out to us. And we got a ton of wheel and wear tonight as well, guys. We're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. We know, you know this name, Morris 4x4 Center. Yeah, they're presenting the fourth annual Morris 4x4 event happening April 21st, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Southwest 2nd Street, Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, There's going to be prizes, music, food trucks, show and shine contest, a massive scratch and dent sale from a of vendors giving some really one-of-a-kind deals guys and the first 800 attendees get a goodie bag complete with a limited edition t-shirt all for free club contest is going to have a thousand dollar gift card grand prize this is a huge event guys happens every year uh this is their fourth annual one so you know they're doing something right uh go check it out for more information just head over to morris4x4center.com and uh, you can check out all the information there and of course we'll have a link to this event over in the show notes for this episode episode uh the inaugural myrtle beach jeep jam is happening april 13th through the 15th in myrtle beach south carolina four-wheel parts is getting behind this one guys and they've set up some proving grounds that's right obstacle courses 
food, drink, over 50 national and local vendors, a massive kid zone, Finders Jeepers scavenger hunt. That should be a lot of fun. It's going around at the famous Grand Strand. That's a historical monument, guys. A show and grime Jeep show and a huge kickoff party Friday night to set the whole thing off. Head over to mbjeepjam.com to find out more information about this event. Uh, Trick, Bar and Grill, and Jeeps at the Beach, Texas present Boots for Troops Benefit. It's happening Saturday, April 28th, 3 to 7 p.m. at the Trick Bar and Grill in Tomball, Texas. Uh, for more information on this event and how just how much this is a good cause, guys, head over to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash USA, And we will have that link in the show notes for this episode. And this is an event I'm just going to be pushing uh, pretty much all summer long, guys. This is a monthly event, a reoccurring event, and it's also for a good cause as well. Got to love the good cause events. This is Jeep Night at Boardwalk Billy, Sardis Road, North Charlotte, North Carolina. Like I said, guys, monthly event, first Monday of every month. So as we are recording this episode, well, that's going to be next Monday. Uh, Jeepers from all over are coming together each and every week, well, each and every month, rather, uh, to see and show off their amazing Jeeps, learn about upgrades, talk to shops, clubs and Facebook groups, plan rides and other events. And best of all, guys, all the money that's raised from this event either be uh, through food sales or through their monthly raffle that they do, which I guess is huge, all go to families with children in need in the local area. So really good cause, guys. Uh, first Monday of the month, March through October, and go check them out. Go help them out, and we will have a link to that Facebook uh, event on the uh, show notes for this episode as well. And if you know of an event coming up, well, we would love to hear from you. By all means, drop us an email. Let us know. So before we wrap up here, I thought I would share a story. We probably should start a new segment uh, titled, uh, We're Kind of a Big Deal. Um, so <laughs> you guys will like this. Neither one of you guys have heard this story yet. Uh-oh. So uh, last Pay night. Attention. Yeah, last night. No shopping. My uh, youngest daughter who works at Starbucks has, has worked there for quite a while now. Uh, she comes to me and she says, uh, so one of my coworkers uh, approached me about uh, buying a, uh, a shirt. And uh, he said it is uh, for uh, Gotopolis Day. So it's a shirt with Gotopolis on it or something. And he goes to explain to her what the Gotopolis Day event is. And she says, yeah, I know what it is. Uh, my dad has a Jeep. He knows about it. And, uh, she says, that's fine. Eight bucks. I'll buy one. And, uh, I, I, apparently she's told some folks about the show at, at the, at the place. And I don't know that the, the, he knew about it yet. So he goes home, tells his mom that she's going to order one. Um, some talk goes on after that and come to find out the mom is a big fan of the show. She listens, oh, wow. she listens <laughs> to the Jeep talk show all the time. Hi, mom. Yeah, so uh, she got comped on the go uh, go topless uh, t shirt. Uh, my daughter did, <laughs> and my daughter uh, also took a, uh, a Jeep Talksto sticker uh, to give to this lady's son at work, so she can take it home, so she can uh, put it on her Jeep or whatever she wants to do with it. So yes, we're kind of a big deal. There's uh, there's people listening to our show that we have no idea. And uh, I, I found out through this story that she is uh, currently listening to episode 294. So oh, she's wow. a ways she's gonna, back and right. she's not going to hear this story. And I told, I told Mandy, don't say anything about this to, to her son because I want it to be a complete surprise. So anyway, Amy Norville is the person that listens to the show. Big shout out to Amy. 
thank you a lot for giving my daughter that uh, Go Topless Day uh, t-shirt. And uh, hope uh, glad you're a listener and uh, hope you continue to enjoy the show. I wonder how, does she listen to like one a week? So she's still like a ways away if she does one a week. I think it will be months before she hears that. And it'll be, re- what? And rewind. That, that's my name. Oh, that's not uh-huh. me. That's not me. But anyway, probably the, the Mandy and the Starbucks and stuff will clue her in that uh, that is her. So <laughs> anyway, I was, I thought it was so funny that Mandy comes to me. You know, she wants to talk to me. She wants to tell me about something. Uh, my wife tells me, Mandy has something to tell you. So She's going to come tell you, and you know, I'm going like, what the hell? Did somebody get in a wreck? Right. Did somebody right. die? <laughs> <laughs> Horrible setup why, here. Why, <laughs> why am I being prepared for this story? Yeah, right? <laughs> Are you sitting down, Dad? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're having a hard time understanding. It's just like they, they don't think I'm funny, and I had to show prove to them that Facebook said I had over 4,000 uh, laughters on the things that I've posted. I, I made sure that they all saw oh, that. Oh, wow. I you really, I really am. I, I've never seen it before. Uh, I was like, see, I really am funny. I told you people. <laughs> so I think they were just shocked that somebody else listens to the show besides my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do you know of an off-road event coming up? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email with some details. And have you been to a Jeep event recently? Well, let us know how it went. Just go to our contact page at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Hey, and you guys can follow me on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. Now I'm having deja vu. <laughs> if you need a voice for your product or for your business, by all means, hit me up at thevoiceofjosh.com. That's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow, friend, like, subscribe, and above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. No matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. Remember to always tread lightly. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how to keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. Remember, four out of five dentists recommend the Jeep Talk Show along with daily brushing for a bright, beautiful, healthy smile. That fifth dentist, he probably drives a Prius. <laughs> Where is he? I gotta find him. Podcasting since 2010.